Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is so bad. Now, as uh, this is Limp Biscuit, by the way, new music called Dad Vibes, which almost seems like a parody of Limp Biscuit. Yes. <laughs> it's not really a parody. If you listen to Limp Biscuit's old stuff, it's like pretty much on par with what they used to do. Did it all for the Nookie. I mean, wait, what were the big songs that they had? Nookie, Break Stuff, My Generation, Rolling. Oh, yeah. Lyrically, though, this one seems a bit bad. Sounds like he's dropping the F word there. He's saying sag. Definitely sounds like an F, not an S. But he's got the sag in the back, meaning like the uh, The saggy pants. pants? Yeah, I guess so. With the drip. Now, you you used to be an Olympiscuit, right? Like you'd listen to their music. Had the red New York Yankees hat. I had a huge poster of the significant other on my basement. Wow. Oh, you were like right into Limp Biscuit. Yeah, man. I loved okay. corn and Limp Biscuit and <laughs> filter. And- yeah, filter. Yeah, sure. But I mean, like, uh, are Limp Biscuit still a band? Like, are there any bands that you were into way back when that you would still listen to anything they put out today just because you're that diehard? Uh, you know? No, not really. I, I most of the bands like I I haven't listened to like um any like I would never put on Limp Bizkit anymore. I would okay. never put on Corn anymore. So they have a new song, you're not like automatically adding that to a playlist just cuz. No, I mean like I listened to it, I had a good laugh. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but it did not get added to my playlist. I'll never listen to it like okay. by myself. I kind of no. do that with Justin Timberlake actually cuz I remember when he came out with his first solo album, I was like super loving like Justified was the name of it and Like I Love You was that dun that guitar song he had and ever since then songs that don't even like chart i'm kind of like i'll put on a playlist because i just love him you know you're that into justin timberlake for example with uh jay-z and him like that was a single that you know charted a little tiny bit but i still love that song i don't think justin timberlake has jumped the shark that way yet either right you know like he's still putting out a lot of a lot of the stuff he puts out is good i mean a lot of his later stuff that he's done has been better than anything he's ever done right like that song he did for Mm. that movie soundtrack was it trolls that like has become 
you know, a song you hear every time you're at a wedding when they want everyone to get on the dance floor. Can't stop this feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dance, dance, There's dance. no band that I'm into, though, that can just put out anything and I'll automatically add it to a Radiohead? Uh, no, not on, I'll go through it and I'll try and see if I find songs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I still give Coldplay a chance, even though I I haven't added a Coldplay song in quite a while yeah. to any kind of playlist that I would listen to uh, on my own. Uh, yeah, there's no band. I mean, most bands evolve out of being relevant with me. Yeah. And it's just a question of when that's going to happen. Is it going to be two albums in? Is it going to be eight albums in? But some people, especially I, I find followers of boy bands will listen to <laughs> anything from that boy band for the rest of their life. Yeah. Like if you're into, you know, Backstreet Boys, doesn't matter. You're listening to anything they put out mm-hmm. and adding it. You're just like you, you've bought into the product. And you'll never remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. You know, One Direction. I'm sure there's One Directioners. They will listen to every album from every One Direction member, no matter what, and mm-hmm. put those songs on their playlist forever. Forever. I'm like, I'm like, how do I explain? It? It's like if you, if a band puts out a good album and I get hooked on that album, then as soon as their next album comes out, like I'm gung ho, like ready for it, expecting it to to be amazing. And you might get three or four in a row where I'm like, yes, but the moment you burn me on one, it's when I become skeptical from from then on out. Yeah, like, you but know? you'll still give them a di- like. Yeah, I'll I give think it most a listen. People give it a listen, but yeah. it's not an automatic. Oh yeah, I'm gonna this Throw is gonna on. be on my playlist <laughs> indefinitely now. No. Yeah. Okay. So Limp Biscuit isn't that for you. Thank God. I'm trying to think of like a single band that I used to love from the 2000s onward that mm-hmm. like I still listen to now. And I can't think of one other than Linkin Park. Linkin Park is the only band that I, I will occasionally like put back on and still rock out to. But like all of that hard rock, modern rock stuff from the 2000s, I don't listen to it anymore. Mm, times have changed. Seether, Nickelback, Theory of a Dead Man, uh, Three Days Grace, any of that kind of stuff. Breaking Benjamin. I, I mean, I don't listen to any of that anymore. I used to love it when I was younger. I used to bang my head all the time. Well, maybe, th- maybe it's like you're not doing something where that music would fit. Like maybe it would fit if you were working out, or maybe it's very specific to you, like snowboarding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like when I when I work out is when I tend to listen to Lincoln Park. Still, I, f- uh, I still find that like that kind of music and and the lyrics of it, like it still hits me in a certain way. But mm. when I listen to a lot of that other stuff, whether it's Three Days Grace or whatever, I I kind of laugh and chuckle at like how poor the songwriting actually is, and right. why did I like it as much, and why was it as popular as it was back then? And maybe yeah. the times have changed so much. Like, I don't feel that way with the 90s. Anything from the 90s, I can still bump that stuff and still really appreciate, you know, Soundgarden or Pearl Jam or a mm. Soul Double Pilots. But that next phase of rock where it moved out of grunge. Into the number bands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's, it doesn't hold bands. up in my opinion. <laughs> the 182, SR71. It doesn't hold up. I mean, I, I'll still listen to uh, Coldplay from that era. Of like early 2000s, I'll listen to Radiohead from that era. U2, I, I, I'll listen to U2, but it has to be before that, like kind of Joshua Tree era, yeah, yeah, that the, kind of range. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers anymore. They were a huge band through the 90s and 2000s, like one of the biggest, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The Foo Fighters, I guess, still put out pretty good music. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. they were a little. They started in the '90s though, and then kind of progressed through. Like I, I, that's not the type of band I'm talking about. I'm talking about more the modern rock, like mm. that, that kind of pop rock that really started to flow out in the 2000s, and that new metal stuff like this. Yeah. 
No. I mean, I, no. I gotta figure if Limp Biscuit were touring now, they'd have to be on one of those nostalgia tours with Third Eye Blind and uh, what's the one with Len. Um, Len. <laughs> I was thinking of that uh, guy who's like a bit douchey but funny, Mark. Uh, oh yeah, it? Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just wanna fly. Yeah, hey, those exactly. guys, those tours do really well. Sure. You know, and why not? As long as they're playing the uh, the old hits and not like new, new stuff. New stuff. This is something I worked on uh, last year. You'd be like, see you, Sugar Ray, I'm getting a beer. <laughs> I, I don't think I know a single song by Sugar Ray other than that one, that Just Want to Fly. Is there another song by them? I'm sure there's one other one. I'm sure you know the other one. I think there is one other one. Because uh, When it's over, a- someday, you'd know that one. Falls Apart. You might, you would know that one every morning. Every, every morning. morning. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, he's got a lot of hits. Yeah, someday when it's, uh, yeah, at least eight or so. Yeah, that's I see here. pretty good. Sugar Ray. That's pretty good. You guys remember cra- uh, Crazy Town Butterfly? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That was such a huge hit. <laughs> the thing that I like, though, about uh, Mark McGrath is that he doesn't really take himself that seriously. He's right. like a pretty fun, easygoing guy. So totally. I think he totally knows where his place is in the music world and uh, how he'll be remembered and he's just happy to be a part of those nostalgic tours yeah where someone like i'm sure someone like you know rain made from our lady peace takes himself way too seriously in order to appreciate something like that just to have a job where you get to tour and play shows you know how what a cool way to make a living right yeah like rain made and our lady peace they're you know they'll do it because they need the money but they're not doing it the same reason why sugar ray's doing it or doing it for the art they're doing it well they're doing it because they have to it's the only way they can do that tour is if they get matched up with a matthew good band and all that kind of stuff and it's like hey remembering the 2000s (laughs) On stage this weekend. Do you remember a Conaline crush? Yeah, of course. I just put on that record the other day when I was going through like a nostalgia thing and I was listening to some of that. I was like, what's the hit from that? There's a few like, uh, All That You Have. uh, Just one shining star. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I can't name any other. There was ones. that other one on Big Shiny Tunes three. Um, oh, what the hell was it called? Uh, Sparkle and Shine. Sparkle and Shine. That I'm was looking one. it up now. I'm cheating. The devil you know. Mm. Oh, maybe you don't know what it's like. That's the one. That okay. one was dope. <laughs> that one was dope. There you go. There's a place for these old songs. The Watchmen. Right? You the know, Watchmen. remember the Watchmen? All uncovered. That's uh, that's on one of my playlists. I think it's called. My... I feel like if if the, um, the Dave Matthews Band was rolling through town, that that would be a show I would go see for nostalgia purposes alone. Yeah, and I but think if I they think do all the... the new stuff, I'd be upset. I don't know. They have, they have, if you like. Like Dave Matthews Band, there's been some new songs that uh, can compete with oh, some yeah? of the older ones. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out. I was listening to some songs off their latest album, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of like classic Dave Matthews Band. So if you're still into the sound, I think you would appreciate it. They haven't evolved away from it into something completely different like some bands do. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that... Uh that song it will hopefully be the last time I hear it. Limp Biscuit, yeah, yeah. please God. Got the roll on the rap with the dead vibes. Now everybody bounce with the franchise. Come on. It's bad. Can't live with them. It's bad. I'm just impressed by how much it sounds like classic Limp Biscuit. It's like right on point. So they haven't evolved away from their sound. We've just evolved away from them. Ah. Yeah. Damn, this dead like the river. 
The Daily Take Two is coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, here's a scenario. I want you guys to tell me who the guilty person is, okay? You got computer equipment that goes missing from a company storage room, and there are only three employees who have access to the storage room. Bundus stole it. Bundus stole it. (laughs) Definitely. He took it. Now, when you question these employees, two of them respond calmly when you're like, okay, what happened to this equipment? The other one yells and swears at you for even asking them such questions. Wow. Who is most likely the guilty one? Well, obviously, if there's only one guilty one, it's the one who's doing something different than the other two. So I think your, your little test is flawed. It's got to be the person who is uh, freaking out, getting all defensive. Well, that's... Yes, what Bundes? if, what, yeah. if mm-hmm. what if the guy who actually stole it was the second guy interviewed and he was peeking through a door and he could see that the first guy was acting very calm, so he just copied his tone? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, many How dare you even ask me? <laughs> People associate an angry response with guilt. Okay, if you blow up at somebody for accusing you of something, we associate that with guilt. But a new study says people who get angry when they're accused of something are actually way more likely to be innocent. And new research shows we equate guilt with the angry response no matter what. So you're telling me it was those two People who are nice and calm work together to steal that computer. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. The person who reacted crazy and was like, how dare you even accuse me is the one who is actually usually innocent, but they are perceived as guilty because of their angry reaction. Okay. So an angry response response is stronger among the innocent more often than the guilty. We have a tendency to respond angry to allegations of wrongdoing, right? What if, what if my response is immediately, first thing out of my mouth is, no comment, you can call my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what if then, you know? Guilty. Because I'll tell you something. One thing I've learned, mm-hmm. if you ever get pulled into the police station yes. for a crime you may or may not have committed, mm-hmm. call a lawyer right away. They're always trying to trick you to admit guilt. Out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like the lesson you learn from every Where's movie my phone and TV call? show? I want like, my phone call. I want call. my lawyer. I want my lawyer. And then they go outside in the hallway and they're like, he's not going to give us anything. <laughs> Trust me, let me take a crack at him again. <laughs> and they're getting you to slip up, you know? Right. The, the guy comes in I'm with saying. the coffee and the cigarettes. Yeah, the and good cop. Yeah, good cop, cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the best way to act so people believe you is calm denial. I don't know what you're talking about. Baby, it wasn't me. 
But but what you're telling us is that if you're defensive, you're more likely to be innocent. Yes, but but people. Oh, but because people people don't believe it. Yes. Okay. If you're if you're the one who's like, who did this? The person who acts angry that you interrogate is probably the guilty one. But if you're trying to get out of uh, proving that you did something, the best move is to be calm and deny it. Going silent or getting super angry. People think you're guilty AF, okay? If you just go completely silent, guilty! If you lose it, you fall off the the rails and get all angry, guilty. Thanks for the tips on how to lie better. (laughs) You're welcome. This could be the new fashion thing that uh, you never knew you needed, but once you realize it's out there, you gotta have it. What is that? It is a company has just created a tiny sock that's just for your big toe. Why do you think well, that they would need such a thing? Why I have would such no a thing be idea. important? Is it because the big toe is like needs to like grip onto something and gives you that more traction? Traction, sure. Yeah. Traction has nothing to do with it. You got a you got a sock that's just for your big toe. Bonus I, f- I think you're going to figure it out. What would be the advantage of that? Sock for your big toe. You can yeah. um, use it as a condom in a pinch. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> <laughs> so <funny>. What? <laughs> that was like the best time squeak I'd ever heard in my life on the radio. Even the microphones were in shock. Like, oh my God. What? <laughs> that is the worst. That is the worst guess you've ever given for any question we've asked before. Good answer, good answer. Yeah, no, no. There's no good answer on that one. See, because if the big toe is warm, then all other toes follow suit? Yeah, no, no, no. That's not it either. I like my answer. has nothing to do with the warmth. It has nothing to do with birth control. Nothing to do with traction. traction. Yeah, but it does have something to do with one of the characteristics of your big toe compared to your other toes. So uh, it's big. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, Chafing. 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 To stop the chafe. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? The reason why they've invented the tiny sock for your big toe is that uh, your big toe, the nail is harder, and it often gets caught on the fabric of socks and pantyhose. And it'll like rip them or poke through uh-huh. where do you get that hole in your socks always like if it's not on your heel of your foot it's the big toe right it's busting through there <laughs> and you can think that big nail so if you're tired of replacing your pantyhose mm. or your regular socks is often what you do is you get the tiny sock it's much cheaper than buying a full set of socks right okay and you just use it on your big toe and it helps protect the rest of what you're wearing on your feet Ah. You see, you didn't think you need it, but when it's available to you in the mainstream and it's out there everywhere, all of a sudden it's going to be like, how did we live without having the big toe sock? It's going to get lost in that dryer so fast. (laughs) Kiss that thing goodbye. It is gone. Think it's gone, yeah? It is gone. You think you're going to match it with the other one? No way in hell. Okay. Always going to wear opposites. It's not going to be good. It's the fashion item you didn't know you needed that is maybe going to be all the rage this fall. (laughs) Haven't seen it on the fashion runway yet, but they're about $2 a pair. Okay. So not so bad, even if you're losing them a lot to replace. Strippers are taking center stage in a very different setting today, guys. 
let's just say the strip club DJ probably won't be on the microphone today. Somebody else will. In an Ontario courtroom, they will challenge the provincial pandemic measures affecting strip clubs. They say they've been targeted. So they've organized a group called WorkSafe TwerkSafe. And WorkSafe TwerkSafe argues that while accommodations were made for businesses, strippers weren't offered labor protections or consulted on the safety measures. They believe that the regulations they put in place prioritize the strip club owners and their ability to make money over the pandemic, and they put that above the health and safety of their own strippers by not uh, asking them to have some input on designing a safety plan for reopening. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we call to order this case challenging the provincial orders put in place against strip clubs. Yeah. (laughs) You guys ready to have a good time? Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, you are in contempt of court, my friend. (laughs) And speaking of contempt, how would you like a little spanking? All right. (laughs) Oh, it kind of works. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you will come. You can help them out. Oh, boy. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to be consulted about those measures that they put in place. I haven't been to a strip club in a really long time. What are you hearing, Bundes, these days? I haven't been to one in a long time, so I don't really know the word. I, I do know that a lot of uh, of these girls started working in underground uh, at underground parties. And that's got to be challenging because you'd think that the security concerns would be much greater if you were working in right. a party than being in a place that is like fully staffed with bouncers. A friend of mine who who does some writing, he did an interview with one of these girls who was working underground. Mm-hmm. And yeah. by at least by her account, she was making more money and there was like hired security at these parties. Oh, wow. And they were kind of roaming in different spots. So like no one could get a lock on where they were happening because, of course, these were these these were happening during lockdown measures when you weren't allowed right. to do these kinds of things. All right. Court is in session. We now call to the stand expert witness, Professor Bundes. All right. Let's see it. He's walking up slow for the slow testimony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's completely different, of course. We're talking about people who want to continue working at a strip club, you know, yeah, that has yeah. an establishment yeah. and it's all above the board. It's not underground, mm-hmm. right? So uh, they think think that they should have been spoken to and they could have been a part of designing like a safe reopening plan. So that's what they're going to be arguing today in court. All right. The jury is going to take a moment to go into the VIP room. All right. And they're going to make some decisions, and then they will be back with the slow verdict. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Should be interesting, right? So I did it. I saw everybody running that way. I'm like, I don't even know where we're going. I'm running too. Let's go, everybody. Just like a lemming. I'll follow the, the pack. Well, hopefully they're going in the right direction. I hope so. <laughs> Turns out we're all jumping off a cliff. Whoa, how did that happen? I just followed everybody. Yeah. Actually, I had a pretty good idea of where I was headed. Uh, I started watching Squid Game because uh, it's like the top trending show. The reviews of... Uh, 
been pretty amazing. Like, was it 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? It was It was up there. If it it's, was. I wonder if it's still there. It may have oh. fallen from grace, perhaps. Yes, it has. 96 now. Okay. Oh. Well, 96% still pretty solid. But this is what I'm going to tell you. The first thing I didn't realize is that if uh, it was filmed in, like, I know it was set in Korea, in mm-hmm. South Korea. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was in Korean. So you have to decide how you're going to watch it. If you want to watch it with the original actor's dialogue, you're watching it with subtitles. They do have, like, the English version of it. But the English version, it's it's sort of like, you know, it's not the real voices and it's not all it's the real dubbed? sound effects. It's dubbed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, so I, see, I thought this was just sort of like bring a. Why did you bring this up? I, that's the first thing I noticed when I watched the trailer is that it was dubbed in English, and I was like, I'm not watching. I this. didn't even notice that. So we were kind of deciding what are we going to watch because when you watch it with the English dubbing, it's a bit cheesy, you know? Right. It's like ha- anything that's it. been dubbed, yeah. and it doesn't match, you feel like it's not authentic. So did you yeah. switch? So we switched to the subtitles. Ah. Yeah. And put then, on the glasses. <laughs> put on the glasses. Can I do some reading? <laughs> so we started watching it. There's a lot of lead up. You know, I'm not always a big fan of watching things where just everything's going wrong for people. Totally. And a big part of the beginning of this show is just seeing all these people where everything's going wrong in their life. Oh, God. You know, well, you liked uh, the uh, Uncut Gems there. Yes. With, uh, what's his name? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And just everything's going wrong. And you're like, oh, God, is this going to, oh, <laughs> something else bad? Oh, that's pretty bad. Oh, wait, another thing that's right. bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. lot of that at the beginning. Okay. And I don't always love that. I, I root for people. I want to see them do well, yes. not just get worse and worse. Yes. So I've just I've seen a lot of that. Like I, there was, there's been some one epic death scene. So how how deep are you? I'm two episodes in. Okay. And in two episodes, I don't want to give away anything, but there was there's been like one monumental like death. Well, it starts off with hundreds of people who are participating in this quote game. Yes. And lots of people die in the oh. first round. Oh, God. Well, it's just like that first round, you know? Kind <laughs> <laughs> of get the numbers down. <laughs> it's not bad. Two episodes in, but I'm not feeling that initial, like, oh, oh yeah. it's uh, the yeah. best. You sold me on this one, Tucker. I can't wait to watch it tonight. Yeah, I just, you know what? I want, I want to give everyone just a realistic of what they're getting into yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. It was a bigger commitment than I originally anticipated. So what are you giving it on Rotten Tomatoes? The first two episodes, not 96%. They're still running with the other lemmings. Still like, where are we headed? <laughs> really? Is it that good over there? Okay. okay. I'm running with you. <laughs> we just got a text from Wayne. He says, hey guys, random question. Why aren't you doing weekend gongs anymore? What does he mean? Like, why are we not uh, talking about it and playing the gong? Or why are we or wheeling he, out the gong? More is he often? insinuating that none of us are hitting the gong? I think he's wondering uh, why we haven't wheeled the gong out. Oh, is it because things? we yeah. haven't been hitting the gong? He's just curious. That's all. Wayne <laughs> wants to know if we've been getting some action. That's right. That's what the gong is all about. Well, I feel like Wayne needs to tell us how many times he's hit the gong. It's like one of those things where if you want (laughs) us to kiss and tell, you got to be a part of the conversation. There's nothing worse 
than sitting around with someone and you start sharing stories and then you get to somebody in the circle and they're like, oh, I don't talk about that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You'd be like, well, <laughs> get the hell out of this group. You're not allowed to talk about, uh, you're not allowed to listen to our stories if you're not willing to share one of your own. Okay, there so you go, you Wayne. text Wayne back and say, how many gong hits did you, uh, how many gongs in the last? How many? Wayne? <laughs> Wayne is in Challenge the sent. I mean, is it uh it's it's been kind of like I would say predictable. Yeah, it wasn't really that you know. Like I can almost I know for sure Bundes probably hit the I'm gonna say one gong hit. Pretty good weekend. It is October, and that okay. means that every week I get a new Halloween costume. Oh, so I it, thought has you were that started? Say, oh. It started this weekend. Yeah. Oh, you must like uh, this year because uh, Friday was a first. Well, so the that's first, like, like an extra. I get you'll an extra get like Friday. five Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I put up two, I put up two over the weekend. Oh, okay. Um, Are you serious? You get a different costume every weekend? Yeah, this weekend was like a French maid. And what was great is that after we had sex, um, <laughs> I, I began to prepare like dinner, right? Yeah. And as I was reaching in the cupboard, um, I accidentally hit a glass jar of spaghetti sauce, which spilled everywhere. Okay. And then she cleaned it up. And she, she cleaned was it up. <laughs> That's better. Wait, why are you hitting the gong again for that? I don't know. I feel like that deserves a gong hit. That's pretty amazing. Uh, she cleaned it up. Did she have one of those feather dusters and stuff? And, uh, I don't know if that would work with the spaghetti sauce, but you know. Uh, no feather duster, no. <laughs> do, do these costumes that make an appearance uh are they the same now that you're into year two of them or have they changed up since uh, last year i haven't seen the same one twice yet okay so my god this woman Th- that's effort that's yeah. amazing yeah, by yeah. the way wayne got back to us yeah he's prepared to hit the gong yeah. are you ready yeah start it off this is just this weekend for oh, yeah. waiter okay hit it again yeah <laughs> You better, you better hit that again. Uh, I know. I think he's lying now. Wait, it doesn't count it. when it's by yourself. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And one more time. Oh, wow. He says four. Hence why he brought it up. Okay. Well, yeah, there's two ways, two reasons why you'd bring it up. Is one, you want to brag yourself, or two, you want to live vicariously through somebody else. Right. Yeah. I'm a solo hit this weekend. A solo hit? I don't think Not you... a solo hit. A so, it's a single. Oh. A, a, a single gong hit. That's what I mean. Gotcha. Guys, yeah, yeah. get ready for it. Yeah. Don't press it. <laughs> yeah, 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 one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, life gets in the way sometimes. Doesn't it? Yeah. Ryan has texted us. He said, what's with the gong? What is the meaning? Well, we haven't figured it <laughs> no, out now. By now, you're never going to figure out. There's no point in trying to explain it to you, Ryan. <laughs> Do you hate your job? Well, maybe hearing the top five reasons that people love their job will show you what you're missing from your job, all right? Okay. Okay. I can't believe this landed at number five because this has the power to completely crush a great job. Yeah. But in at number five, for people who really love their job, they've got a great boss. Yeah. That should be number one. That is 100%. What can make or break a job? I know. Right there. I can't believe it's in at number five. You you could work for a great company. They, that great company does a management change. All of a sudden, that great company is the worst company to worst work for. Worst company in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's all about who you report to. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. They enjoy the industry that they work in. They like yeah. it. Yeah. 
That can be a bit of a trap too, though. What do you mean? You love your industry so much that you put up with a lot of garbage. Mm. You know, I've, I've seen people who put up with absolute garbage because they just... Uh, they're addicted they're to the sh- industry? They're so happy to just be there. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Number three, their job offers the perfect work-life balance. Mm. You know, that's so important. You can love your job, but if you're slaving away at it and you don't have time to uh, crush the odd tequilas... Tucker would say, what's the point? <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. Number two, they love the role they play and the responsibilities that they have. Like, they love that. Okay. That's me. I love the role I play. I love my responsibilities. And number one, this is the thing that came, it came in higher than loving your boss or liking what you do. Okay, the number one thing for people who love their job. This is why they love their job. Fat stacks. <laughs> yeah, you would think it's like they're making big bank, yeah, but yeah. no. The number one reason is that they like their coworkers. They like the yeah. people around them. Yeah. It's a joy to hang out with these people. Yeah, what would you rather have? Okay. Mm-hmm. An office filled with people you love. Okay. Terrible manager. Or great manager. And you're working with a bunch of bunch weeds. of jabronis. Yeah, jabronis. I'll like, take a I'll take a great boss over over great coworkers. But I guess if you don't have to see the boss that often. Yeah, I guess it depends what kind of job you have. But if you got a boss who's sending you emails all day, and every time you see the name, it like gives you a, a, a shiver, a little yeah. like pain, a little oh. bit of pain in your chest. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not good. That's not healthy. You ever had one of those bosses, Bundus? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, oh god, what's yeah. this email gonna say? Here Get we to go work. again. <laughs> yeah, that uncomfortable <laughs> feeling of like you can't even talk to them because. Uh, you just like get all tense inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No worry. Oh, yeah. You know, you need to ask them for permission for something or need a favor from them, and it's the worst thing oh, in the world to have god. to do. Yeah. Oh my god. I've walked into an office to ask my boss something. It was a difficult boss to deal with, and he walked right out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh hey, can I get five minutes of your time? Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Great. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.